Well, hello everyone and welcome to the 645 pod. This is a podcast that's been created to look after the 645 community at Christchurch, but also for anyone who listens along. Uh, we hope it will be encouraging and challenging for you as you think about what it looks like for you to live as a Christian. Uh, this season, we're looking at living for God. So looking at a lot of different practical everyday aspects of life and how we can live for God in them. Um, my name's Simon. I'm a ministry apprentice here at Christchurch. And like every week, I'm here with... I'm Anton. I'm the minister for 645 at Christchurch. Yeah. And this week we're talking about rest, which is a huge and complicated topic. I'm really keen to have a chat about it. Um, there's a lot of a lot out there on rest, but I feel like a lot that hasn't satisfied me that is out there on rest yet. So, so chat we shall. Yeah, this is going to be a challenge for us to get a good, good topic on rest done. It'll be a long time. <laughs> No, we'll have to work hard for it. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to work hard to understand rest. This has gotten away from us. Let's um, actually get Let's started. <laughs> okay, so rest. Yes. This is a huge topic. One in that, people's minds. Yeah, well, I think it's huge in my mind. I think it's one that I both have been spoken to a lot about rest and you need to rest and you should take a break and you should have rests um, and also heard a lot about rest. People write a lot about rest, but I feel like I'm often not very satisfied when people try and combine just the general idea of rest and the Bible. And mm -hmm. I think I've, I've never been quite satisfied as to how those mesh well. Um, so I'm keen to get stuck into this topic and chat about it. Um, I guess first we should think about our culture and what what rest is in our culture and why why is rest a big deal for us as we chat as Christians today and for people in general I feel like rest is something that yeah we don't have that much of yeah I think it's because we rarely feel rested mm. and even though you know for some of us it's we're working really really hard for others of us who aren't necessarily working too hard we get lots of breaks mm. feel that sense of feeling rested is mm. something that we all uh, love and long for, but we don't always feel that. Even if we you know, yeah. stop work, we don't feel rested. And on top of that, the the Bible's view is, or you know, the Bible uh, talks about rest in a particular way, yeah, and not in the way that mm. we might think necessarily about rest, yeah. And so, you know, we often think in our culture that rest is the opportunity to do whatever we want. Yeah. So if work is the opposite of, you know, we have to do this work yeah. thing. A time of rest is when we can choose what we want to do. Yeah. So if we want to watch television, we can do that. If we want to go mm. um, do something outside, we do that. Or yeah. Um, whereas is is that kind of self-determination, mm. is that what is... What rest is. What rest is, yeah. yeah. And I think also we are very... We're quite busy as a society. I feel like that's probably one of the defining factors of who we are. Um, we've got... Yeah, when you ask, oh, how are you? You go, well, yeah, I'm busy. I'm really busy. Yeah. And if you say, I'm not busy, you kind of feel a little bit like you're doing something wrong, right? Yeah, you're a little right. bit yeah. worth less than the other person who's like, I'm just so exhausted. I've got like 20 things on this week. Yeah. We're very defined by our busyness and we feel valued by that. Like, I know I feel that as well. So if I have a quiet Saturday with no plans, I kind of go, oh, does no one love me? Do I, Do I have no purpose in I, life? Like, yeah, well, what's the point <laughs> of this? I should be doing things. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're really defined by our busyness, by the way we contribute. And so there's kind of this anxiety around busyness and rest that we kind of feel busyness proves our worth in in our busy world. Yeah, and that's a real idol of our society mm. and, of, and of us 
as, as Christians as well to think yeah. that if we're busy, then we're worthwhile. Mm. Uh, whereas that's not obviously the case at all. We're, we're worthwhile because yeah. uh, God has set his love on us and has sent Jesus to die for us. That's what gives us mm. our worth. And so we don't need to compare ourselves to others depending on how yeah. busy we are or anything like that. Uh, but also the thing we like about being busy is a sense of control mm. and to go, oh, look, look what I can do. And again, that's also another idol. Like we, yeah. we, we don't need to hold on to that control. We don't need to think that we need, we, um, have to be action, actioning yeah. things all the time to for us to be worthwhile and for yeah. us to contribute in a worthwhile way. Mm. There are times where we should stop, and we'll get into the biblical reasons yeah. why in a minute, but yeah. to actually go, okay, I have to let go of control mm. of certain areas of my life, particularly my work. Mm. Um, that's a hard thing to do because we like control. Yeah, and I think also rest and busyness distracts us from thinking about things and oh, from yeah, reflecting. Totally. Um, yeah. There was a really great meme that I loved that went around because of the corona shutdown. It said it was something about how, you know, corona gives everyone the opportunity to be alone with their thoughts for a while. And what do we do? We go and like start baking bread and do sourdough and like try and fill our time with everything else because we just don't want to stop and be alone with our thoughts and think for a second. I just thought that was a funny meme. I haven't done it justice, but like the principle is there of, you know, we had this opportunity to rest and a lot of us are like, okay, how, what projects are we going to fill this with? What are we going to fill our time with? Because obviously we can't take a break because that's not something we can do. Yep. And if we, and sometimes we don't want to reflect because mm. there's either painful things to reflect on or... Yeah. Uh, feeling like you're not living up to your potential things to reflect on and we don't like that mm. uh, we just want to go to the next challenge or yeah. even just to be distracted you know go to the next yeah. next game or the next next episode um, on Netflix yeah <laughs> yeah next uh, thing on YouTube so all that hinders our um, mm. you know our, our sense of rest mm. yeah so understanding it biblically then is probably quite important for us as we engage with this culture that's you know, big on busyness and small on rest. So actually thinking about what does the Bible say? How does this, how do we live for God in a busy world where rest is something that we should be thinking about is a important question. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Lots of aspects to the way that we're different from society and how we think about yeah. this. But there's plenty of mistakes that we can make <coughs> as Christians as well yeah. as we read the Bible uh, in terms of how, how we should think about rest as Christians. Mm. So you come across a few, Simon? Yeah, I think one of the big ones that I've really noticed in like podcasts I've listened to or books I've read is we kind of, this idea of the therapeutic gospel kind of comes in when we think about what, rest. What's the therapeutic gospel? Yeah, so the therapeutic gospel is kind of about making the gospel good, good for me. It kind of taps into the self-care movement and says, you know, the gospel is like good for your self-care and like really emphasizes... It's the, good. It's the, good therapy. The therapy yeah. side of the, the gospel. gospel is good for you. That's the therapy <coughs> yeah. gospel. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know, a lot of those things are kind of true, but we kind of push that as the a big driving force yeah. behind how we interpret scripture, even. So yeah, some we, people, we take what should be a side benefit of yeah. the gospel and turn it into the, the gospel itself. Yeah. yeah, and so I think we've uh, there's a lot of stuff out there, and it's a really easy danger for us to kind of merge self-help ideas and bi biblical ideas and kind of smush them together. So where have you seen that with rest? 
Um, well, in terms of the idea of being really regimented about you need to take this kind of break, you need to get away from your phone, you need to switch off technology for a day, or you need to make sure you like go out and spend time meditating or, um, you know, combining those kind of standard self-help and self-care things and saying, now this is actually a biblical principle that you should apply. So, you know, and self-care is a good thing. There's you're not going to hear me saying self-care is bad. Um, definitely do not believe that. But I think there's an extent to which we kind of take those looking after yourself, taking a break, doing things that you love with your spare time, like you were saying earlier, and can be quite regimented and say the Bible says that we should act like this or, you know, we can be legalistic as well um, about this is what the Bible says. So this is a rule. Um, we can go back to being a little bit pharisaical about it and say, here are rules. If you don't obey these rules about rest, then you're not living biblically. Yeah, I think that's, I think there's plenty of good things uh, to think about in that. Mm. But are they particularly mandated by God as a, and we must do them as a follower of Jesus? Yeah. That's what we need to be clear on. Yeah. So that we're not overburdening people like yeah. the Pharisees did in terms of what you must do, but also so that we can free people to follow Jesus in the way that Jesus mm. does instruct us to. So. Yeah. So we should come for the Bible for what it is and understand what it says on rest and then think about how we apply that to our lives rather than thinking about all the human wisdom and trying to mesh that with the Bible. What a good idea, Simon. Yeah. So maybe let's um, try and do that should now. Do that? Eh? <laughs> well, rest goes all the way back to the beginning, as mm. you uh, no doubt know. So after God uh, had six days of work of creating work yeah. on the seventh day is kind of the the, the culmination the highlight mm. of uh, the high point of um god's creating work and so in genesis 2 2 it says by the seventh day god had finished the work that he'd been doing so on the seventh day he rested from all his work mm. and so all that god has made has been made by god for this rest to enter into uh, god's rest as he mm. has rested from from creation. So rest is part of the fabric of the way that the mm. world is made. And uh, so uh, we see rest is part of things from the beginning. Yeah. So we need to acknowledge that. Mm. And how that's reflected in the life of Israel in the Old Testament was by particularly by the Sabbath law. Yeah. So the uh, fourth commandment is honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Let me just look that up. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I can read Deuteronomy 5.13. Oh, no, don't read that one. Oh, not that one yet. Exodus. Oh, okay. So, uh, Funny thing with the Ten Commandments is it's given twice. Yeah. So the first time, Exodus, as soon as they've been redeemed from slavery in Egypt, here's the law of Israel yeah. if you're to follow God. And then it's reaffirmed in Deuteronomy, but mm. it will get to that it gets interesting different. when it oh, goes okay. to the Sabbath law. So fourth commandment, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Heaven, on it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that's in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Mm. Okay. So there's a few things in there. Mm. You see how it's tied to creation, how, you know, God rested, so we should rest. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, six days you work, one day, do, don't do your regular work. Mm. So whatever your regular, you know, if you're a shepherd, yep. then put the sheep in a pen for the seventh yep. day and, and not do that labor. Uh, and it's also for the entire Israel, Israelite community. Yeah. So it's actually a day of 
mercy. Mm. And Jesus will pick that up later. But you aren't, uh, you know, your slaves aren't to rest. Your you aren't to work. Your yeah. your animals aren't to work. Uh, they're to be shown mercy for all the community. Yeah. But when you get to, so that's what, that's what it is in the first iteration of the yep. Ten Commandments. Yeah. But then when you get to Deuteronomy 5, there's yep. a twist. So again, you shall you know, observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. But the reason given is, remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out, out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, mm. the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. That's quite a different reason. Yeah, so it's not harking back to creation. It's harking back to their salvation mm. in Egypt through mm. um, through Moses and the Red Sea. And so by this point, the Sabbath takes on a, a kind of a, a celebrating and a remembering of the salvation of God. Mm. So that's now part of what the Sabbath is as well. Mm. Do you think that's a part of what making it holy means? Like I, when I, we were reading now, I was thinking, what does it mean that the Sabbath day is, is holy? Like how do you make make what makes that day holy i think it's part of it i think it's also a, a day uh, reflecting the uh, the rest of god and mm. so it's a day to focus our attention on god yeah maybe especially not mm. that we don't live for god in the other yeah, days yeah. but um it's a time where we can reflect on the salvation that god has brought mm. uh but also it's a day set aside yeah for um not for work yeah and so for uh someone to not work on that seventh day is actually an act, act of trust in God. Yeah. You're saying that, okay, God, I'm not going to go and harvest my crops today, even though it's bumper harvest season. Yeah. I'm going to trust that you will provide for yeah. me, for my needs, uh, with me not working on this day. Mm. I feel like you really see that in the manna in the desert when he yeah, uses right. that principle. So he sends manna and quail and you gather it every day. But on the sixth day, you gather extra because God won't send manna on the next day. And you just trust that he's provided for you for the next day. And yeah. so you kind of see that principle worked out very practically in the Old Testament. That's right. Um, I was talking with a real estate agent and mm -hmm. we were talking about um, various things. And I asked him, I was going to see a property and I wanted to check, oh, what's your day off? Mm. So I didn't want to ask to go on it because they have weird yeah. days because of yeah. um, open houses and things. Uh, and the guy said, oh, I don't have a day off. Mm. And for me that, you know, he, he dropped down a notch in my opinion to go, oh, you're not uh, reflecting yeah. how God has made you. Mm. And you're not, uh, you're not trusting in God that he will provide for you mm. by not working that seventh day. Mm. I don't think he's a Christian, but, you know, yeah. that was just what <laughs> the yeah, thought went in my head. Yeah. So is there anything else about the Old Testament rest that we should get stuck into before we start thinking about um, other things? And the, oh, the, and the interesting thing is what rest becomes when we get later in the Bible. Mm. And so the Sabbath continues. But the idea of rest yeah. doesn't take on a kind of leisure perspective so it's not like uh so the promised land is pictured as, as god's yeah as, as rest for israel's people yeah and we, we see finally when they're in the promised land and everything's settled and all the victories have been won it's said that israel had rest mm. they were in the land they weren't oppressed by enemies they were free to worship god uh, and so the fulfillment of God's promises, that's actually the state of rest mm. that is shown in the Old Testament. Yeah. So it's almost like the Sabbath is like a little weekly reminder of that. But actually, the picture of rest is bigger even in the Old Testament than maybe what we think about it as. Totally. Yeah. It's everything in its right place and mm. all the promises fulfilled so that you can live the life that God has 
that God wants us to in worshiping mm. him and loving other people. Mm. Yeah, that's so interesting. So there, yeah, that's rest in the Old Testament then. It's um, the Sabbath, God's resting. It's a pattern that he sets about, but it's also a, a, a rightness before God, kind of resting in his plan and fulfillment of things, I guess, is kind of the picture that we get. Um, but obviously... Bible doesn't end with the Old Testament um, and we get stuck into the New Testament and that often changes how we think about commands from the Old Testament and that sort of thing. So what does the New Testament have to say about rest and the Sabbath and how we think about those things? I think the big thing that we get in the New Testament, this is an understatement, is Jesus. <laughs> but particularly when it's the big thing. Particularly pertaining to rest, Jesus comes and offers us the rest that we are designed for. Mm. So in Matthew 11, Verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm. And so here we have Jesus as the giver of ultimate rest. Mm. Now, he's not talking about leisure here. So it's like, yeah. oh, good, Jesus is going to give me plenty of time to yeah. do again. I think we often read that sentence and we think that, ah, oh, Jesus is going to give us a break. How good. Yeah, we'll have right. some nice human rest. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. makes that passage very confusing as you think about the rest of what Jesus says and teaches. So what the does it mean? Of what then? Jesus hey, hey. Yeah. Um, and so what he's pointing to is he is, the, he is that rest. Mm. So unlike the promised land and enemies being opposed in the Old Testament, Jesus is the place of rest. Mm. Jesus is a place where we can relate rightly to God and mm. relate rightly to others. And so we can be the people that God has made us mm. to be. And so rather than not religion being the place of rest where there's yeah. laws and you have to do this and you um, need to do it in this way, Jesus says, no, it's not found in strict observance mm. of um, religious rules. It's in relating rightly to God through through mm. Jesus. Yeah. And I think maybe that starts to link back to what we were talking about, our culture earlier in busyness and the proof of our worth in our busyness. Um, here Jesus is saying, no, the proof of our worth is not in our religious observance, is not in our capability to do lots of work. It's not for us even to prove. Like yeah. Jesus is saying, come to me and I will give you rest. Yeah. I'll That's give right. you rest from needing to prove yourself, mm. from needing to work for your salvation. Jesus provides that kind of an ultimate sort of rest. That's right. That's right. And that shifts how we think about the Sabbath. Mm. And so Jesus, in a, in, in a sense, breaks the Sabbath law. I don't want to uh, maybe stay that too, um, uh, too strongly. Yeah. Uh, but if you keep going, you know, that was the end of Matthew 11 that we read. If you go into Matthew 12, uh, Jesus and his disciples, uh, they were picking grain mm. because they were hungry and on the Sabbath. Yeah. And the Pharisees, you know, said, look, they're doing what's unlawful on the Sabbath. And Jesus goes, oh, there's, there's precedent for that in the Old Testament with David. But... Uh, Jesus says, in particular, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Mm. So in Jesus, we get a reframing of what the Sabbath is all about. Mm. It's all about uh, showing mercy mm. and coming to Jesus mm. um, to, uh, to have all our mm. needs met. Yeah. And which is tricky because the Sabbath law is one of the Ten Commandments. And we think, oh, the Ten Commandments, we need to follow the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Uh, and on the whole, so, you know, what do, what do we do with Old Testament law? You know, when people say, you know, it's, yeah. it's a law, Christians need to follow this. Yeah. Well, you know, not eating pork yeah. is a law in the Old Testament, mm -hmm. but people don't enforce that. Yeah. And it's because we need to read the Bible um, properly. We need yeah. to tr handle the law properly. Yeah. 
And the law in the Old Testament, the Old Testament law is designed for God's covenant with Israel. Mm. If you're going to be in my land, if you're going to be my people, this is the law that you are to follow. Mm. That law doesn't, you know, it's not a one-to-one correlation with us as yeah. believers this side of Jesus. Yeah. Jesus says, no, come to me and I will give you rest. So, so we need to focus all our attention on relating to Jesus. Mm. And obviously he gives us commands and instructions on how to live. So we need to obey him. Yeah. But, it, but that's different to the Old Testament law. Yeah. Now, some of it's the same. So Jesus affirms, do not murder. Yeah. Just like in the Ten Commandments, actually yeah. he blows it up and say, no, don't yeah. even be, you know, have a heart of anger towards yeah. brother or sister. Yeah, same with lust as well. Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. goes, no adultery. Now this is even bigger than what you thought it was. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of does that for all nine of the commandments. Yeah. And the one commandment which he doesn't <laughs> reaffirm from what I can see, is the Sabbath law. Yeah. If anything, he blows it up and says, no, the true Sabbath is me. Yeah. And so I'm where you find your rest. Mm. So for Christians, I don't think we need to keep the Sabbath as a law. Mm. I don't think we have to uh, take one day out where we do no regular work. Mm if we're to be obedient to Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, even Paul kind of brings up that theme again. So Paul doesn't really talk about doing the Sabbath at all in any of his letters um, or needing to keep it. Um, in fact, he kind of says the opposite. So like in 2 Colossians, uh, in, in, Colossians? Col- in Colossians 2, <laughs> uh, 16, therefore do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink with regards to a religious festival, a new moon sab- celebration, or a Sabbath day. Or a Sabbath day, yeah. yeah. he kind of blows it open and says, actually, this is not an area for judgment for people. Um, it's more of an area of wisdom is kind of the vibes that I get from Paul. Well, that's how we can use the Old Testament law. So mm. sometimes the law carries through, like do not murder. Yeah. Sometimes it's flat out rejected, like the food laws, so yeah. they no longer apply. But other laws uh, have other value to us. So there's still scripture, there's still yeah. God's word to us, but some laws we can treat as either pointing to Jesus and or wisdom. Mm. So with the Sabbath law, it points to Jesus. You know, the, the rest yep. that you get one day in seven for Israel pointed to the ultimate rest that we get in Jesus. Mm. And so it, it, it helps us understand Jesus better. Yeah. But there's also a wisdom aspect to it. Yeah. To go, okay, this is how God um, set up the world. He created the world in six days, rested on the seventh. Uh, that seems to carry through into our fabric as humanity, yeah. reflected in the Old Testament law. So it's a wise thing to do to take time out of your regular work mm. to stop and to celebrate the salvation of God, to not do what you, you the regular work that you normally do and, and recuperate, and uh, to exercise that trust that God yeah. will provide for you yeah. when you're not working on that day mm. or that time period or, yeah. you know. So, you know, if, if, if things are flat out and you have to, you know, you've got your thesis due and yeah. you've got, you know, you're going to work 16 days straight. Well, that's not going against God's law. Mm. But if you worked seven days a week continually, yeah. well, that's you're bumping up against the fabric of how God has made you. Mm. And whenever we go against how God has made us, there will be consequence to that. You know, your, yeah. your body will fail, your mind will, will fail, you know, your, yeah. your, your relationship with God will suffer. You won't get that rest that we were created with. Mm. So it's a good point of wisdom, mm. whereas without it being a legal restriction. Yeah. Yeah, so we can think about it's an opportunity for us to express our faith in God and to turn to Jesus rather than go, here is a law that we must obey because it is a law, um, like Jesus does with anger. And last, he kind of, you make it more about the idea behind the law, like there's a bigger principle at work here that Jesus kind of brings our attention to. Yeah, and so like for me, being a minister, you know, my regular work is doing ministry. And so if the law was you have to take Sunday off, 
yeah. then that's going to be a bit difficult yeah, for me. Big, big problem for ministers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to reflect the wisdom of the Old Testament law, I take a different day off. Mm. So um, technically I'm breaking the Old Testament law because it's not actually well, Saturday back in the Old Testament. Anyway, yeah. another story. Yeah. Um, uh, but I go, no, I do my very best to yeah. take uh, a full day off through the week or maybe it's a 24-hour period depending on yeah. how it works with working yeah. family. But it's actually time to go, okay, no, I'm not going to not going to check the work email. I'm uh, going to say, no, I can't meet up with you today. Can we yeah. put another day? Um, and uh, no, my sermon can wait. Yeah. Um, and like, oh, but what about this person? Or yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, no, I need to trust God that He will continue to mm. to be faithful to our church and our people. Yeah. Sustain them spiritually without me working that day. Mm. I need to keep exercising that. Um, yeah. That and trust. I think it kind of fits with our discussion on work last week. Like taking a break is an opportunity for you to say, no, I'm not owned by my work, by mm-hmm. my job. There are things that are more important to me than work, which is pretty radical to think about. And so I'm actually going to trust. Jesus. And, you know, that means it will look pretty different for uh, different people. So like as a minister, rest looks quite different from us. It's not not often a Sunday, um, whereas people normally have, you know, Saturday, Sunday is like a weekend. We'll take a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think there's that's where you start to be able to bring in the human wisdom and the, the self-care. Once we've understood these principles about rest, we can actually start to go, OK, so what are some actually just some good ideas about how to rest well? What does rest look like for me? Um, you know, I really enjoy cooking. And so a nice rest for me is um, to cook, even though it's physically mm. not very restful. Yeah. It's mentally quite restful for me, yeah. you know, whereas yeah. some people find cooking really stressful yeah. and the idea yeah. of spending their day off making some complicated recipe is probably a nightmare to them. That's right. Or like going for a run will yeah. be very restful for some, but very yeah. unrestful for, yeah. for others. And so, yeah, so feel free to get all that wisdom. So, you know, turning off technology for a period mm. is a great way to rest yeah. because whenever there's technology around, our minds are, you know, that's, we're buzzing with that yeah. instant, you know, small hit of Yes, gratification that little notification sign. Yeah, or that next Facebook post. Oh, what's, you know. Yeah. And so that is often why we're so exhausted. Yeah. And so feeling unrestful is because we keep going back to that little yeah. hit of, um, you know, the next uh, thing on technology. So, you know, that's a wise thing to do, to mm. turn off technology for a bit. I wouldn't, you know, it's not required no. by, by God yeah. to do that. Um, but uh, it's a wise thing to do. From time to time, in the Old Testament, the the, the Sabbath law was to do no regular work. Mm. So it's a wise thing to you know if you are if you're a uni student and your regular work is study. Mm. Well, what a good idea to trust God with your results and take a take, take, a, break. A, take a break, take a day off or something like that. Mm. If uh, you know if you've got a, a job that you know it's you're contactable, you know, 24 hours a day kind of thing. Can you turn off notifications for your, or not check the work email yeah. on a, on one day or a time period? Mm. Um, that would be a wise thing to do. Uh, but I guess whatever you, uh, whatever you do to get that time off your regular work, again, the Bible says, sees rest not as leisure that mm. I can spend on myself, but a time of downing tools mm. so we can show mercy to others and reflect on the salvation of God. Mm. So in whatever rest you have uh, or you're taking, are you able to do that? Are you able to actually just, you know, stop with what you want to do and go, okay, how can I show mercy to other people, reflecting the mercy of Jesus? Mm. And what can I do to celebrate 
the salvation that we have in Christ. Mm. And that's why going to church on a Sunday mm. traditionally is a great use of yeah. your rest day um, because you get to come to go with God's people mm. to celebrate all that's God, that God has done for us in Jesus. Mm. Well, so that's kind of a bit of a big picture at rest. I don't think I'm an expert in how to do this well, certainly. I um, have struggled to figure out what good rest looks like for me in ministry and, you know, started my MTS running my own business on the side and working seven days a week for a few months. So, you know, it's something that you've got to learn over time what rest looks like for you and does not and what your what your limits and capacities are. Yeah. Um, but in all of those things, we should be really focusing on Jesus what he transforms our lives to be. How can we trust God with everything that we have? How can we rest in his salvation? And I guess look to the ultimate rest in heaven, right? That's kind of something that we're, we looked at the Old Testament idea of being in the promised land was where everything is right, we're under God's rule. And so we kind of have the ultimate rest to look forward to of heaven. Yeah, that's really, we'll, that's right. In that often we'll go, oh, if I'm looking forward to that holiday mm. or that time off, that's where I'm going to really be me. And uh, and holidays are good yeah. uh, for sure. But but there's a bigger promise uh, and a bigger rest that uh, we get in Jesus. Mm. In Hebrews 4, it says, yep. uh, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you have been found to have fallen short of it. So mm. the promised land rest was not, the ultimate rest. There's a yeah. bigger rest to come, and that's of course in the new creation uh, with God and uh, with God and everyone uh, worshiping Him. And so, with that on offer, we need to make sure that we are obedient to God, mm. um, that we uh, keep trusting in Jesus, not be disobedient like the people in Israel, yeah. um, who got kicked out of the rest of the promised land. Yeah. But instead, hear the words: there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God, mm. uh, entering into God's rest through faith in Jesus and continuing on in obedience to him. Mm. And so if that's where our true rest is found, if it's in Jesus and in what he promises, mm. then that's the key to having um, a sense of rest in our lives. Mm. So as often is the answer, look to Jesus, trust Jesus, and that will lead you to understand how to live well for him. Yeah. All right, it's time for Blank Space. Mm, here we go. I have no idea what the score is. Uh, look, you're definitely ahead. I know oh, that okay, much. Okay, I found, I found I'm on five, you're on two. Yeah, okay. So, so you know, could still come back. No time left. Come back for worse. Come back. That's right. <laughs> okay, numbers is our category. Oh, well, maybe I won't come back this week. <laughs> oh, a really apt one. Oh. In which chapter do we find the first record of the Ten Commandments? In which chapter? Mm-hmm. Well, it's Exodus. Oh, I mean, I should really know this. And I'm the one who looked it up for this episode. Yeah, so, so <laughs> that was not in my references. <laughs> so I want to say like 15. It's 20 something, it's isn't 20. it? It's 20. It's 20. 20. Look, even Exodus as I said 20. it. <laughs> Exodus 20, everyone. Correct. Yep. Um, okay. Name the two trees found in the middle of the Garden of Eden. Oh, uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. Yeah. Yeah, so I was thinking, oh, an acacia tree. And that, <laughs> was, that was a nice easy yes. one for you. Well done. How that number? Anyway. Uh, how many days were the Israelites to consecrate themselves before meeting God at Sinai? Look, I should have spent more time reading all the Old Testament laws and things, and I would have been more... Look. Exodus is your book today. It's disappointing. It's been a long time since I've read Exodus. Um, how many days? I'm going to go with three. 
You are so close, but it's not correct. It was four? Two. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, sorry. <sighs> this is very disappointing. You shall have another Exodus question. <laughs> you shall have no other gods before me is which of the Ten Commandments? The first commandment. You are correct. Oh, if I got that wrong. Oh, my goodness. The second is idols. Yeah. They're very similar. Well, that was... um. Highly successful. Yes, Simon, you're right. For you, sure <laughs> was. That was a horrible round. <laughs> oh, dear. The gap is have five. Trouble That's to rest long... after. Is this worse than last time? It's not looking good, but you did come back a lot in the finals. So, yeah. Yeah. You did get the knowledge for good. I think I should start getting the right to veto the obvious questions no, that you always seem not. to get. Anyway. Um, I'll yes. have to find some other way to rest. It's certainly not doing Bible trivia no, without time. No. <laughs> Listen to our podcast and uh, see if you can work it out. <laughs> that was Blank Space for another week. That's it. Another episode done for the 645 pod. It's great to have you along and I hope uh, those thoughts will be helpful for you to rest in uh, our service of Jesus. Uh, Do subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss an episode, uh, particularly through our season two series of Living for God. Mm. And in the meantime... uh, Keep tuning in to uh, Sundays Online. Um, We'll see how um, long we have to do this for. Well, you know, it could... um, there, you know, there is, with the restrictions easing, there'll be yeah. thoughts at least. You know, it's in the pipeline of yep. how and when we come back. Yeah. But uh, no. we might actually see your faces sometimes. That would be amazing. Soon. That would be amazing. Rather than just the mattresses of this podcast recording booth. <laughs> Look, um, I would much rather see your faces right now, but that's okay. Um, but in the meantime, mm. tune in on Sundays Online and tune in back the following Friday for the new episode of uh, the Spotify pod which is on it's on friendship I'm excited for that one I have a lot of thoughts on friendship so it'll be great join us in